This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello and welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel Tenney. And here we learn all about plants, how they work, how to care for them, and it's all taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can listen to, understand, and enjoy. So I hope that you will join me in plant school. Hello and welcome to another episode of Plant School Podcast. I mentioned this two weeks ago in my last episode that the month of December we are covering all things kind of Christmassy. So this week we are doing the Norfolk Island Pine. And if you aren't familiar with what this plant is, you've probably seen it at the grocery store. It looks like a little baby Christmas tree. They're so cute. And I did an episode on this plant, but it was a long time ago. I think it was literally two years ago. And so when I did it, it was before I really had a system for how to do these care guide episodes. It was a very early episode on this podcast. So here I am. I want to redo it. I want to give more details about it. And I really want to do this plant justice. So I did a ton more research, found so many more interesting things that I didn't really get the chance to do in that first episode, mostly because, like I said, I didn't have a system for it. So I'm very excited to dive right in. And as you guys know, the first question I ask on these care guide episodes is, what is this plant? So, what is a Norfolk Island pine? It's a very popular Christmas plant, and this is due to its resemblance to, like I said, a little baby Christmas tree. They can be pretty small and affordable, and they can be much larger and kind of give off a real Christmas tree vibe. Their scientific name is Araucaria heterophylla. And it's from the Araucariaceae family. And the Greek word heterophylla means different leaves. And it's referring to the fact that these plants, the Norfolk Island pine, their immature and mature needles are kind of shaped differently from each other. So the juvenile leaves are needle-like and they kind of curve down, while the adult leaves are more scale-like and overlap. If you have had a Norfolk Island pine for a while or maybe you buy one that's a little more grown you can notice the difference in the younger versus the older leaves or needles it is not a true pine though it's called the norfolk island pine very confusing why do we do this to the public i am not sure and i mentioned you know it's its scientific name is araucaria heterophylla So it's obvious that it's not in the Pinus genus, and that's where all the pines are. Though it is an evergreen tree, and it has leaves that are very needle-like, so I can see why we call it a Norfolk Island pine, but it's just confusing everyone, really. This plant is native or endemic to Norfolk Island, meaning this is kind of the only place it grows natively. And Norfolk Island is in the South Pacific Ocean between New Caledonia and New Zealand. 
So on this island, it's more of like a Mediterranean climate. They love to grow on the seaside cliffs and in its native environment, it can grow up to 200 feet and 10 feet in diameter and live up to 150 years. So these trees can be massive when they are growing in their native environment. Do not worry, they will not get that tall or that massive in your home. I don't know if that's even possible for them to do it. Now, if it could last 150 years and you just like pass it down to your kids and they pass it down, that would be pretty sweet. But I'm also not sure how possible that is, so don't count on it. (laughs) So another question I love to ask is, what is the symbolism attached to this plant? So the Norfolk Island pine symbolizes various leaved. Nothing too deep there, but it does hold the possible powers of anti-hunger and protection. And it's believed to protect against evil spirits and hunger. I I kind of gave it away with the possible powers of anti-hunger and protection. But I feel like that's kind of a unique power that it holds of anti-hunger. <laughs> I've never heard of another houseplant that will protect you from hunger. So moving on, what is the history of the Norfolk Island pine? So their history goes back, way back, to being a part of ancient Arau Cariod forests. And this is known because we have petrified forests, specifically the Petrified Forest National Park in Arizona. And this was about 265 million years ago in the Jurassic and Cretaceous periods, but its ancestors were in this forest hanging out and scientists have determined that dinosaurs were once eating these plants, the Norfolk Island pine ancestors, they were eating them. So eventually it came to a point where these trees could no longer live in Arizona and different places and they kind of have just stuck around Norfolk Island. And that is still today where they are natively found. And this island was uninhabited until it was found by a European explorer, James Cook, in 1774. And interestingly, when he was on his second expedition to this island, he wanted to use these plants as masts because they were really straight. They were incredibly tall, like I said, up to 200 feet. But unfortunately, it didn't work out. The wood of the Norfolk Island pine was too weak and too brittle. But it is still used today in furniture and wood turning, not as ship mass because, yeah, that would be bad news. But today, Hawaiian artisans, they use it to make these beautiful pieces, mostly in furniture or in smaller things like artisan bowls and things like that. But going back to James Cook, who was the first European to discover this plant, he introduced it to cultivation And there's actually quite a few that are grown in U.S. nurseries in like California and Florida, as well as Oahu, which is, you guys know this, it's a Hawaiian island. And they get a lot of their seed stock from there. These U.S. nurseries will go to Oahu and get seeds from there because it's a lot cheaper to go there than to go around the world to Norfolk Island and get them from those trees there. So the genus name of the Norfolk Island pine, Araucaria, came from the Araucanian Indians of Chile where the related monkey puzzle tree 
Araucaria araucana is native. So they kind of made that connection and they named it after these native people of Chile. And by the 1860s, the Norfolk Island pine was around the homes of royalty in Australia. Some local councils in America have actually banned planting this plant along the coast just because they get really tall and they are very susceptible to lightning strikes. So certain places you are not allowed to plant them, at least here in the U.S. But in 2019, the tallest one currently living in the U.S. was estimated to be 115 feet tall and about 115 years old. And it's kind of unclear as to when they started to be used indoors as many Christmas trees and houseplants. I'm sure it was something, it was just seen as like a good marketing opportunity to push out these plants as tiny Christmas trees. They do well indoors because they are from Mediterranean climates. So someone decided this at some point, but it's not really documented. But they can be found year round, not as much as when it's not the holiday season, you know, December, November, because they really show up just like prolifically when it is time for the holidays. Prices can range from like 10 to $20 for the smaller ones, 40 to $60 for a larger one. It kind of just depends how big the plant is. And just so you know, Norfolk Island Pines are not threatened by the houseplant trade since they are commercially grown in nurseries to specifically go to stores, mostly during the holiday season. And with that, that kind of wraps up the history of the Norfolk Island Pine. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back from the break, we're going to go over exactly how to care for one in case you have one or you are wanting to get one since they are pretty adorable little Christmas tree-like plants. All right, we're back and moving on to the care portion of this episode. First question, where do you put a Norfolk Island Pine in your home? What are its lighting needs? So number one, it likes bright indirect light. Some direct light is fine, but you do want to keep it in a cool location. They don't do well with too much heat, so keep it away from hot vents, things like that, because you think about where they grow natively and it is Mediterranean, cool, wet coast. And to keep them growing straight and symmetrical, which they are known for, you want to give it enough light and you want to rotate it regularly. So maybe every month or so, or even every time you water it, you can go ahead and turn it 180 degrees just so that it doesn't start curving towards the light. Also keep in mind that if it doesn't have enough light, it can also cause them to kind of become leggy and a little bit straggly looking. They do grow slowly in indoor conditions, so just keep that in mind. It's probably about three to six inches per year in ideal conditions, but they aren't going to be shooting up like crazy. They can get droopy or lose branches if they're not getting enough light. So again, getting enough light is really key for these guys. And if you do happen to live in a planting zone between 9 and 11, this meaning that your temperature where you live does not go below 60 degrees Fahrenheit or 15 degrees Celsius, you can actually plant them outdoors. So for the U.S., that would kind of apply to Southern California 
or southern Florida. There's not very many other places outside of those, at least in the U.S., but if you are in a more tropical location, the Norfolk Island pine can be planted outside. Moving on to watering needs, you want to water these plants when the top few inches have dried out. So underwatering can cause branches to drop or turn brown, and on the flip side, overwatering can cause branches to also turn brown or turn yellow or be limp. And the yellowing and the limpness of the branches is usually because of root rot, which is caused by overwatering and water just sitting in the soil having no place to go and drain out. So drainage is key for these guys. Make sure that the water has a place to go and they aren't just sitting in water because it can harm the plant. They do appreciate a humid environment. They are coastal Mediterranean plants. So if you can, definitely place it on a pebble tray or place it by a humidifier to kind of boost that humidity around it. And if you don't want to do either of those things, you can also boost humidity by keeping a lot of plants around it. Having a large number of plants kind of shoved together will increase the humidity in that area because all those plants are transpiring or letting out water through their leaves, their stomatas on their leaves, and it kind of just creates this little humid microclimate. But a pebble tray or humidifier is definitely recommended, and as a last resort, just place lots of plants around it if you can. And this is mostly because just not enough humidity can cause your branches to turn brown, and we don't really want that. So next, how do we fertilize a Norfolk Island pine? You want to fertilize them one to two times a year and use a 20-20-20 fertilizer. That's the nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium active ingredient percentages in your fertilizer. So 20% of the active ingredients is nitrogen, 20% phosphorus, 20% potassium. Basically, it's a well-rounded fertilizer. And like I said, you use it when you notice the plant is pushing out new growth. You don't want to over fertilize a Norfolk Island pine because they tend to get leggy when you fertilize them too much because they start growing a little bit too fast. So really fertilize sparingly to keep it compact. And like I said, one to two times a year should be plenty for it. And when it comes to soil and repotting, it's best to repot these plants when roots are starting to come out the bottom. And honestly, these guys aren't very needy when it comes to repotting. It's maybe every three to four years. They're slow growers, and so therefore they don't need a whole lot of repotting. When you do, move it to a container that's about one to two inches bigger, probably no more than three inches bigger, just because too big of a pot can cause issues with overwatering. It's just a lot of wet soil sitting that has no roots in it and it could cause overwatering issues and the plant may not grow as well. And I mentioned earlier that drainage is important so it does prefer a well-draining soil. You can use an indoor potting mix and add sand or perlite to it. Honestly, an indoor potting mix should be fine if you don't want to add anything to it. Or you could buy a succulent cactus mix. Any of those are great options for this plant. Just make sure that it does have drainage holes in its pot so excess water has a place to go. 
So next item of business is propagation. And surprisingly, you can propagate it. Your first option is a seed and you would take a Norfolk Island pine seed. I'm sure they sell them on Etsy. Everything's on Etsy nowadays. But if you take it, you can put it directly in the soil. Make sure that the seed is vertical and no less than an inch down in the soil. You keep it moist for the first 10 to 14 days because if you don't, it will likely not make it. And also, this might be a deterrent. About 50% of seeds just don't make it at all. This is kind of like the industry average. If there's a nursery and they go out and have 2,000 seeds of the Norfolk Island pine, they expect that 1,000 of them will die. That's just kind of how it's gone in the past and that's what they expect. So if you buy seeds and you want to try and grow them yourself, expect about a 50% success rate. So your next option, you can propagate it via semi-hardwood cuttings. This means you can cut off a branch. And just be warned, if you cut off a lateral branch and you root that in soil, it will continue to grow horizontally and it will never produce a straight, erect stem. It will grow to the side. So instead, you would have to cut from the terminal branch, which is the top middle branch, that main leader, and that is what would produce an upright plant. So this is not really recommended. It's only recommended if your original tree is like dying and you are just trying to save it. The bottom's dying and so you can cut off that top piece and root it in soil because once you clip off that terminal branch, the remaining tree can't replace it. It's going to lose its upright growing pattern or it will die from there. So this is like a last ditch effort if you're trying to save an existing Norfolk Island pine. So the last method of propagation, which is kind of similar to the last one, it's kind of like a last ditch effort and it's air layering. So it's recommended if your plant has lost its needles or is just ugly on the bottom and the top is still good and you're trying to save it, you can air layer the top and save it from there. Air layering is just a little bit different from a cutting because what you do is you cut a ring around the stem and remove kind of this outer layer from the stem. You're not chopping it all off, you're just removing a layer, almost like you're cutting out a ring for your finger, a ring of tissue. And from there, you wrap it in moss or you can even put soil around it and you're going to kind of pack it in with some saran wrap or some other material that's going to stay there. And so you kind of have this ball surrounding the cut that you've made and you tie it top and bottom so it stays there and you water it every now and then so that it's not just a dry ball of soil or moss. And from there, roots will start to develop. And once they have, you can cut below it and you can plant it in soil. And again, that's just kind of a, a last ditch effort to save your plant because you do have to use that terminal middle branch that's growing upright to get a cutting or air layered cutting that's going to continue to grow upright. So maybe seeds are the way to go if you just want to make a lot of them and you don't want to kill your old plant. So I only have two more things to cover. 
with the Norfolk Island pine. So first one is what pests is this tree prone to? It can be prone to just like the common pests of houseplants if your other plants are dealing with them. Things like mealybugs, spider mites, scale, and white fly. When you're picking them up from the store, this is the biggest thing you can do to not deal with these pests. When you're picking them up from the store, check your plant for these pests. You just don't have to deal with them. Look really closely for spider mites. Spider mites have webbing, and if you stare at it long enough, you can usually see them. They're usually white and just kind of moving around pretty slowly. Mealybug is cottony white masses. Scale are kind of these brown bumps that can be on the plant, and then white fly, usually in the soil, if you like blow on the soil and things start flying around. That's a sign of white fly. If I had to deal with any of these, I'd probably choose white fly. I feel like that's the easiest one to get rid of. The other ones, you're going to want to use some sort of insecticide, neem oil, soapy spray, anything like that to get rid of them. But the first and foremost method is just prevention and looking for these pests before you buy the plant. Another pest they're prone to, and this isn't like a pest like a bug, but it's needle necrosis, which is caused by anthracnose. Anthracnose is a fungi which really thrives in excessive humidity. So if you are trying to help your Norfolk Island pine and give it a pebble tray or give it a humidifier, be aware that there is such a thing as excessive humidity. You will notice this in needle necrosis or the needles are starting to die off. To fix this, there's not much that can be done. You just have to simply prune off the affected areas. If it is affecting that top terminal branch, please don't prune off that top one because like I said, it can stop your plant from growing or even kill it. So you don't want to be pruning that one. And then my last thing is just extra care tips. And number one is just something to be aware of. These plants, they can often be sprayed with green paint or glitter because I don't know, it's the holidays and they want to make them look more Christmassy. But in the end, it can really mess with their ability to photosynthesize and harm them. So if you see them, just don't buy them. Don't deal with them. It takes a lot to get that stuff off. And by not buying them, you are telling production and, and the nurseries that this is not a desirable product. And hopefully they will stop. I've also seen them do this excessively with succulents. And it's just the silliest thing I've ever seen. So next tip is that you can decorate these plants for Christmas just fine. Just make sure you're using lightweight ornaments and lightweight lights if you can. And also another thing to be aware of is to use LED lights because they do not give off heat. And if you have old school lights that are really getting warm, that could negatively affect your Norfolk Island pine because they do not like excessive heat. Next tip is that pruning is not recommended for this plant unless necessary. I mentioned that one of those necessary things was pruning off dead branches because of needle necrosis, because of anthracnose, but it is definitely not recommended to prune the top. And it doesn't result in a huge output of new growth like it does for other plants. So if you're trying to like bolster your Norfolk Island pine, pruning is not the way to go. So it's kind of just something that you do very sparingly, only when necessary, when there are areas that are dead. 
And last little tip or piece of knowledge is that this plant is not toxic to pets or humans. You are fine having it in your home if that's a concern. If your pet likes to chew on things, it's not a huge concern. Or if you like to chew on things, (laughs) then you don't have to worry about this hurting you either. And with that, we have covered how to keep a Norfolk Island pine alive and happy. And we've also covered its history, my favorite part. And again, thank you so much for being here and listening to Plant School. I hope to have you back here in two weeks for a new episode. Thank you so much for being here and for listening to the Plant School podcast. I hope that you will join me for our next episode. And if you would like to support this podcast and keep it going, there's a link down in the show notes of this episode where you can donate to this podcast. And I really appreciate all that help. Or you can go to my merch store, which is also linked in the notes of this episode. And you can find some really cool plant-related shirts and stickers. And if you want to support the podcast but spend no money, feel free to share it with a friend, leave a review. All these things greatly help me out and allow me to keep doing this. Again, thank you so much for listening and for being here at the Plant School Podcast. (music) 